0: is Hoss Fight, and my name is D.C. Matthews at the D.C. Matthews. Coming at you from the Durango Canyon. Hope you are well. Hope those you love are doing well. And I hope you got your water. You gotta have your water. Ah. Page 16, friends. We've made it. Looks like we made it. There are some huge, huge names on this page. I may have inadvertently, through, uh, through fate, through the act of randomness, have saved the best episode for last. We've had some big ones. We've had multiple big names all on the same page. This might be the biggest one of them all. I'm just going to say Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but either way, we are going to have ourselves a good time with this episode, and I thank you for taking the time to listen. I was so excited about this, I couldn't wait. Usually I try to wait to the weekend before these are being released. Uh, I couldn't wait. I wanted to get this done, mostly because such good name. But also partially because we're entering uncharted territory now. I have a bunch of episodes recorded um, where I rank the 16s, the 15s, the 14s. But that's all different now. All the the rankings are different. In fact, when this is over, I'll probably delete some of the spreadsheets uh, that had those rankings. I've already torn those pages out of the precious notebook and thrown them away. Because we're, we're just doing it live. This is what I get for recording that far in advance. Uh, and, it, you know, once we get this done, once all 16 pages are done and we have our rankings, I think I'm going to let at least the inner circle, if not anyone else who wants to weigh in, weigh in. Should there be people who are one seeds that shouldn't be? Are there people who should be higher? I'm not saying I'm going to make those decisions, but I do always invite feedback. But really, we're here for this page (laughs) because, oh baby, baby, it's a good one. You already know who the number one seed is. I already told you who the number one seed is. You've been waiting 16 episodes for the beast, the conqueror, the next big thing to show up, and the fates made you wait. I didn't make you wait. The fates made you wait. But we're going to make you, I'm now going to make you wait just a little bit longer because we're starting with eight and nine and working our way through like we've been doing low these many episodes. So I am ready. Buckle in and get ready because we're about to begin. And the number nine seed is one of my favorites. My biggest what if, I think. Sean O'Hare. I saw Sean O'Hare. WCW, late 90s, and I went, that's it. That's the guy. That's the next, you know, insert big name here. That's the next big thing. Not Batista, not Brock Lesnar, not The Rock. I looked at Sean O'Hare, and I would have put money down. He was going to be the next huge, huge star in the world of wrestling. And I would have lost. But I saw him, the look, the, the face, the body, the way he moved, the Shantan bomb. He had, in my mind, everything. Shows you what young 16-year-old DC knew about the world of wrestling. Uh, because he's not even getting out of the first round. Because <laughs> he's going up against our eight seed, Abdullah the Butcher. An interesting form of hoss. We've talked about the hosses before, and in our last episode, Mr. Mahoney... I dare not call him anything. You better not have cut that audio. Mr. Mahoney uh, didn't do as well because he is, in his own words, a chair-swinging freak. And, actually, that might have been Paul Heyman's words. I don't know if Balls Mahoney ever said that about himself. But regardless... Uh, Abdullah the Butcher is a big dude, but I don't remember ever seeing him throwing people around. He'd take forks and weapons and things and would just bloody and beat you down. Uh, I think that still qualifies as a hoss. But as we get going here, especially when we know, if you're familiar at all with brackets, that the winner of the 9-8 matchup has to take on the number one seed if they were to win in the quarterfinals. Uh, I think what's going to, in the end, doom Abdullah is that uh, he did resort to those sort of violence. Probably great in a bar fight, especially if he had poker chips hidden in the scars on his forehead. He could take them out and throw them at people. Uh, He is going to beat Sean O'Hare, though. He will beat Sean O'Hare. John O'Hare, all the potential in the world, and we can't grade potential. Our number 10 seed, I have done minimal tweakage. The last couple episodes, I went heavy on the tweakage. I did some minimal tweakage in this one. Um, one of the Harris brothers is in here somewhere. I got rid of him. Uh, and I replaced him and moved uh, one matchup around because there is a hoss that I did not include who is a part of the WrestleMania era um, and the Starcade era? I should call it the Starcade era because really that was the first one. Um, he wrestled on Starcade and he appeared, he appeared at WrestleMania. Didn't wrestle, appeared. I'll give you a few seconds to see if you can think of who that would be who wrestled at Starcade and appeared. At WrestleMania, you may have gotten it right away. It may be taking you some time to think about it. He is the father of uh, a current wrestler. He is the cowboy. He is the man who won the bounty from Harley Race in Mid Atlantic Wrestling. Just what I'm watching right now uh, to to cripple Ric Flair and supposedly get him out of wrestling. Bob Orton Jr. didn't make it in the tournament. I probably saw him and thought he didn't meet the the standings of a hoss. But considering he teamed with Dick Slater and Dick Slater's in here and Harley Race is in here, I put him in. It was a last-minute addition. The last last-minute addition. Scott, uh, not Scott. Bob Orton Jr. And he's taken on. I put him in as a 10 seed, which seemed appropriate. And he's taking on... Another Surefire Hoss from the similar era, um, also wrestled at the first WrestleMania. I don't think he appeared at Starcade because he was probably around that time World Wrestling Federation champion, the Iron Sheik. Bob Orton Jr. versus the Iron Sheik. Bob Orton will do well in this tournament, I believe, but he's not going to beat the Iron Sheik. So the Iron Sheik is going to win and advance. But at least Bob Orton's going to be in the running. He does belong there. Our 11 seed. This is who Cage Match said was an 11 seed. And it will give you a sense of the type of tournament we are about to have that he is considered an 11 seed. Bruiser Brody an 11 seed we have a lot of respect for his opponent and admiration and love for his opponent but i think you and i can all agree once i tell you the name of his opponent those those rankings have to be switched around bruiser brody is the 11 seed the number 6 seed that he is facing dearly departed shad gaspard of crime time you can't tell me that shad is a 6 and Bruiser Brody is an 11. Those numbers should be switched. Bruiser Brody's going to win. We love Shad. We we honor Shad. Somebody had leaked, I think that the, you know, the Warrior Award was going to go to Shad this year, which probably makes sense or maybe they'll have an award in his name. I don't know. But Bruiser Brody's got to win this in advance. Our number, let's see, nine, eight, ten, seven, eleven, six. Our number twelve seed, probably right. Seems wrong, but probably right. Uh, Demolition axe. We've had crush, we've had smash. Here's axe. Not the biggest of the three, but in my mind, in my mind, Barry Darso is a little man. Um, partially because he was Repo Man and he was always hunched over but also because he was next to Axe, who was bigger, and Crush, who was way bigger. So Smash had to be the the skinny, you know, high flyer of the group. Um, We're not talking about Barry Darso as much as I love to talk about Barry Darso. We're talking about Demolition Axe uh, taking on the scariest wrestler that 1993, 92 into 93, D.C., ever saw, Yokozuna. I was at the perfect age for Yokozuna to be terrifying. Fun, enjoyable, but terrifying. It looked like he was literally caving in people's chests and killing them with that bonsai drop. Camera angle, perfect. Everything about it, perfect. WrestleMania 9, you know the story of Durango Canyon, you know how that broke my heart. Um, my hero, Bret Hart, losing my, the, my nemesis, Hulk Hogan, uh, stealing the thunder. But yeah, Yokozuna was great. Loved him, loved him, loved him. Moved far better than anyone that size should move. And yes, we lost him much too soon. He obviously had demons, but he's going to win and defeat Demolition Act. I am torn with the four thirteen matchup. This is where Don Harris came in. Don Harris was ranked 13. Um, I got rid of both Harris brothers. Yes, they're hosses, but I don't know which one is which, and I've just never liked them, and I don't want them in my tournament, so they're not in my tournament. I'm replacing him with someone who was originally the number 10 seed, but I think Bob Orton deserves to be a higher ranking than this man, even though this man is one of the dictionary definitions of a hoss. There are few men in the world that I would least... How, how? What is the grammatically proper way to say this? Of all the men in the world, if I had to fight someone at a bar, one of the people I would like to fight the least is Scott Flash Norton. He would kill me with a glance. He would flick my forehead with his finger and I would get concussed and pass out. Um, Perhaps one of the strongest men there has ever been in the world of professional wrestling. Deserves to be much higher than a 13 seed. But at least he's in. And we're going to discuss the matchup. Because the number four seed... Ninety-three. Let's go back to 1993. Yokozuna was scary. But perhaps this man was scarier at first. Perhaps this man was scarier at first. When you don't get a good look at him and he, he immediately shows up at the Rumble. I think he makes his debut at the 93 Rumble. Seven foot seven, big beard, scary, huge face, crazy costume that when you first see it, if you're nine, is terrifying. Then eventually, once you look at it long enough, you go, oh, that's ridiculous in the worst slash best possible way. A number four seed, according to Cage Match. Bruiser Brody was eleven cage match says the number four seed is the giant Gonzales, El Gigante. I have a place in my heart for El Gigante. Actually, I don't. El Gigante was terrible. I have a place in my heart for the giant Gonzales because, again, I'm right in my wheelhouse. You know, 92-93, The Undertaker, who's scary in his own right but is a fan favorite, seemingly untouchable, And this is the first person that I can remember um, that made him look mortal. Yokozuna did a better job of it in 94. That Royal Rumble 94 casket match, terrifying. But the Giant Gonzalez, I love. I do. The suit's stupid, and it's great, and I love it. But can I give him? he, He would have beaten Don Harris any day of the week. But can I, in good conscience, Give the Giant Gonzalez a win over Scott Norton, I cannot. So in giving Bob Orton a chance to shine and getting um, Don Harris out of my bracket, I have screwed the Giant Gonzalez, who falls into the consolations. Scott Norton versus Yokozuna is our first quarterfinal matchup. Norton might be able to pick him up. He certainly could slam him. No doubt he could slam him or, as Bobby Heenan accurately called it, hip toss. I think he could get Yokozuna up 93-94, made in the USA Lex Express version of the Yokozuna. He got bigger. Whether or not he can beat Yoko, different story. Our 14 seed is Razar of the Authors of Pain. I feel like we've talked about him before, but I have done so many tournaments and so many brackets at this point that I can't remember which one is which. We haven't. I liked him. He was my favorite part of the Authors of Pain. I thought he was good. Thought he could get a singles run. Again, not right. Um, most certainly a hoss. Uh, And could be a sleeper uh, pick, depending on who your opponent is, except for this opponent. Now, I haven't told you who the number two seed is. But I did at the end of last episode. I think I mentioned that there was somebody that we haven't talked about yet who could, for half a second or two, maybe longer, give you pause as to who you think maybe could beat who you know is the number one seat. We haven't talked about him yet. And I'm not going to call him by his new name. I won't dare to do that. We're going to pretend that his transition to the United States has not happened. Because the man I would like to talk to you about is Walter. Walter. Not Gunther, Walter. Walter is our number three seed. Walter will defeat Razar. Walter will take on Bruiser Brody in the Consolations. Now, I didn't even think about this until two minutes ago when we were having this conversation. But I have to take Gunther into account, don't I? We don't score on potential, but we do have to evaluate our Hosses based on what we know and what we've seen. And Gunther is a shadow at this moment of what Walter was. So yes, he's going to beat Rizar. I had him in 2021 going to the final. We'll see if that happens, because right now in the quarterfinal, he's going to take on Bruiser Brody. Knowing what we know now, I don't even know if he's going to get through that. Big shakeups happening in this tournament. Big, big, big. All right. Walter does advance, of course. Our number 15 seed, Johnny Grunge. Public enemy. Yes, you're a hoss. No, I didn't care for you. We're moving on. Our number two seed. Big time, all time, Hall of Fame hoss we haven't talked about yet. You may know who I'm talking about. You may not. This man oozes machismo and alcohol. Because if we have to take the good, we have to take the bad. Scott Hall. No doubt number two seed. No doubt in my mind, number two seed. Um, Was a big deal hoss in the 80s, 90s, kind of into the 2000s. Um, I love Scott Hall. I always, you know, hope the best for him. I never can tell whether he's clean or not. Uh, Alcoholism is evil. Evil, evil, evil. Um, He's clearly going to beat Johnny Grunge. Clearly. No doubt going to beat Johnny Grunge. We'll take on the Iron Sheik. Would love to see that match. I'd want 80s mustachioed, hey, you kind of look like Magnum T.A. Uh, Did I put Magnum T.A. in here? Is Magnum T.A. a hoss? Let me look. Not that it really matters at this point, unless we're going to throw him in. Six one two forty five, probably about the same size as Cowboy Bob Orton, if I'm being honest, probably about that same size. But I don't consider Magnum TA to be a hoss. Maybe that's just me. And maybe it's because I imagine him next to Dusty Rhodes. Dusty's clearly the hoss. If you think Magnum TA is a hoss, we'll have to toy with what we're going to do about that um, heading into here. But either way, Scott Hall versus the Iron Sheik, great match. We know who the number one seed is. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting to talk about Brock Lesnar. I don't even need, I'll say who his opponent is. It's Ace Romero. Um, big, big guy. Triple XL guy. Uh, decent wrestler, decent mover Unfortunately for him, he drew quite possibly the worst possible straw, and he loses to Brock in the opening round. Brock versus Abdullah. So, our quarterfinal. Brock Lesnar, Abdullah the Butcher, Scott Norton, Yokozuna, Scott Hall, Iron Sheik, Walter, Bruiser, Brody. I told you this was a perhaps the best bracket. I don't know if there's a better quarterfinal. Hold on. I'm going to look. Um... Yeah, you know, Bray Wyatt, Braun Breaker, Rikishi, Terry Gordy, Umaga, Dr. Death, Stan Hansen, Billy Gunn. Close, not good enough. No, no, Mantar's in there as much as I love him. Uh, Undertaker, Haku, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Boss Man, Butch Reed, Otis, Vader. No. Reigns, Duggan, Adonis, JBL, Road Warrior, Animal. Close, but no. This might be the best of the bunch. Best of the bunch. Let's get the constellations out of the way so we can make the decisions on the best of the bunch. Uh, Razar versus Shad. I remember thinking to myself that part of the decision is just the memory of Shad. Had Shad not passed away. Had he not passed away, especially in such a in such a way as he did. Um, had he not passed away, had he still been alive and with his family and all of that, I'd give the wind to Razar in a heartbeat. Because I was never a crime time guy. I missed a lot of it and was never a crime time guy. So I think in in light of that, I think I do need to give the win to Brazar. I think he's more of a hoss in my mind than Shad. Johnny Grunge versus Bob Orton. Obviously, we go with Bob Orton. No question. Giant Gonzalez versus Axe. I mean, come on, I love the Giant Gonzalez. Is he actually a hoss? No, he was really quite skinny. They had to paint his muscles on his body. Um, Yeah, it needs to be Axe. As as much as it pains me to say it needs to be Axe, I take solace, though, knowing where this is going and knowing most likely where the giant Gonzalez is going to wind up. And Sean O'Hare beats Ace Romero, of course. So our double losers bracket. Shad is going to defeat Johnny Grunge. The Giant Gonzalez is going to defeat Ace Romero. Uh, Ace Romero will defeat Johnny Grunge. Johnny Grunge will be 16. Ace Romero will be 15. Shad Gaspard will beat the Giant Gonzalez because I want him at 14 in that ridiculous bracket with the Ultimate Warrior. Uh Gonzalez is 14th, Shad Gaspard is 13th. I'm okay with that. Quarterfinal time. Ooh, let's start from the top. I usually start from the bottom. Let's start from the top. Brock Lesnar has to beat Abdullah the Butcher. He has to. He has to. Abdullah the Butcher could come to the ring with an entire 32-piece cutlery set. Steak knives potentially included. And Brock's still going to beat him. So Brock wins. Abdullah will take on Razar in the constellations. Scott Norton versus Yokozuna. I love Scott Norton. And he could power slam Yokozuna. But I mean, Yoko's my first hoss. Yokozuna is my first real serious hoss. Super hoss. And he's got to win. He's got to win. So Norton... Yes, it worked. I put it out there mentally into the ether and it worked. Norton battles Orton. Orton and Norton. Can you hear the smile on my face when I said Orton and Norton? (sighs) It's a good life. It's a good life that I can do this dorky-dorky tournament and get Orton and Norton together and share it with you. Uh... Scott Hall versus the Iron Sheik. To me, it's Scott Hall. I know the Iron Sheik is a serious jabroni-beaten hoss. Hulk Hogan-hating jabroni-beaten hoss. But to me, it's Scott Hall. Scott Hall wins. Iron Sheik will take on Demolition Axe. Now we come to the harder part. Walter versus Brood's or Brody. NXT UK champion Walter. Walter's gonna kill you, Walter. Walter will chop your chest in pieces and and just bruise you all over, Walter. Can beat Bruiser Brody. He can. Can Gunther? How much do we you know? How much do we need to factor in Gunther? Gunther's been around for weeks. Maybe a couple of months. Maybe since... Let's just look it up. Uh, Walter, NXT. I don't even know if he's been on TV lately. Uh, Move to NXT. Special episode, New Year's Evil. January 4th. Teams up with... Eichner, and Bartel. Now, I remember listening to the Peace of Business podcast, appointment listening for anyone who's not part of the Peace of Business podcast. And they said that the Walter that wrestled at New Year's Evil was not the same Walter that had been wrestling uh, in NXT UK. It was a watered-down version, and they didn't like it. But that was only two months ago. So, can two months worth of change be enough to totally adjust and impact how we view one of the hossiest hosses to ever hoss? I don't know if I know the answer to that. It impacted me enough that I'm giving it pause. Walter is here, written down, beating Brody. Is that right now? It would have been, you know, had he stayed in NXT UK, even if he had lost the belt to Ilya and stuck around and still been built as the killing machine, had he left, had he been released from WWE and was doing his 90-day no-compete, and we knew that next month he was going to show up maybe in AEW or maybe just go back to Europe and and wrestle in Europe. It would be a different thing. So... I don't know. You know, I don't know enough about Bruiser Brody's career to know, like, I know it ended abruptly and tragically. But he was a bona fide hoss all the way through. I think I'm going to... I... I'm not going to say this is the hardest decision I've made on Haas Fight. That's hard to say. There's some recency bias happening. But this is tough. I'm physically stopping myself from saying that I'm going to continue to give it to Walter. If in six months, Gunther is. You know, this, is this is where we are. It's too soon to tell. In six months, Gunther could be a joke. He could have a silly gimmick. I don't think they'd put him in lederhosen, but, you'd, you know, he could be Ginny's, you know, carrying Ginny's bags, essentially. Or, I think it is not equally as likely, but I do think there's a chance that Gunther is on a main roster. I don't think he's long for NXT. It wouldn't make sense. He doesn't fit the braun breaker, you know, kind of mold there. Um, he's on SmackDown wrestling, if not Roman Reigns and the bloodline. He could be wrestling Lashley or Riddle or a big time name. He could be challenging. He could be in a money in a bank match. And we can't at this point say we don't know. We have to make a decision. So I'm going to stick with what I wrote. And I'm going to say Walter won. Yeah. I'm going to stick with that. I think Walter beats Brody if we go with prime Walter versus prime Brody. And we just have to take recent events out of it if, you know... If I need to, in six months, do a big mea culpa and change everything, then that's just what we'll do. So, Brock Lesnar takes on Yokozuna. Scott Hall takes on Walter. I feel okay about that. Uh, next round. Rizar versus Abdullah the Butcher. Gotta be Abdullah. Yeah, so... Da, 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 da. Orton versus Norton. That does make me happy. Uh, I got to go with Norton. You know, Cowboy Bob Orton, probably the better career, at least in America. Japan, you know. Scott Norton, I believe, was IWGP champion in Japan. One of the most popular and most successful gaijins, if that's how you say the name. Uh, So I'm giving it to Norton. Iron Sheik beats at, But Iron Sheik... Beats Axe, no question. And Bruiser Brody beats Sean O'Hare, no question. Those those are no doubters. All right, our 12 through 9. Rezar versus Orton. We'll give it to Orton. Axe versus O'Hare. I'm giving it to O'Hare. I gotta. I gotta give it to Sean O'Hare. I love him so much. Axe versus Rezar. I think I give that to Rezar. You know, he's not a... Like, he's got some legit fighting skills. Axe was just a brawler. Axe is 12th, as he was back in uh, August. Razar is now 11th. And then Orton versus O'Hare. I will give that to the Cowboy. Again, more successful career. Sean O'Hare is 9th. Bob Orton, Jr. no, Sean O'Hare is 10th, excuse me. Bob Orton Jr. is 9th, considering he was not even on my mind when we started this episode. I think that's fair. Uh, Bruiser Brody versus the Iron Sheik. Because of the actual wrestling skills, Iron Sheik was a legit fighter. I'm giving it to the Iron Sheik. Scott Norton versus Abdullah the Butcher. I got to give that to Scott Norton. Part of that is because I believe that to be the right answer. I do. But the other part of that is because now our battle for 8th place and 7th place is Bruiser Brody versus Abdullah the Butcher. And hopefully in my quest somewhere, I will get to see that. World class maybe, or some, you know, I want to see Bruiser fight Abdullah the Butcher. I want to see Bone being dug out of people. That is the same 8-7 matchup that I made last year. I gave Abdullah the win... I think I have to change my mind on that one. I'm hoping for a lot of feedback. I'm not, I not—I don't know how much correction I will do, but I am hoping for feedback here. I think I got to go with Brody over Abdullah. If only because I've seen a handful of Abdullah the Butcher matches, and I don't think I've seen him apply one wrestling move besides maybe a headlock so he could dig a weapon into somebody's head. Bruiser Brody, I've watched more of his matches, and he was an actual wrestler. I watched a Bruiser Brody-Terry Gordy match recently that was pretty darn good. So Brody's seventh, Abdullah's eighth. Semifinals. Brock's going to beat Yokozuna. He just is. You know he's going to win the tournament. You knew it from the moment I said his name on the last episode. You knew he was going to win this. He has to be a number one seed. He's beaten Yokozuna. Scott Hall versus Walter. I gave it to Walter last year when he was still NXT champion at the height of his um, power. I believed it was the right answer then, if only because I wanted to imagine a world in which Brock fought Walter. I don't know if I want that anymore. Brock Lesnar versus Gunther doesn't have a lot of appeal to me. Um, Scott Hall never won a world title. I don't think the demons allowed it. I don't think a guy named Razor Ramon was ever going to be WWF champion. And by the time he got to WCW and could potentially have been a single star, the demons were in the way. Um I don't think he was ever TNA champion, which saying that just sounds weird. Um So now we're in a position where it's the potential of Walter versus, I don't know if we can say squandered potential of Scott Hall. I don't know if someone has a 20-plus year. If he's been inducted into the Hall of Fame, it may have been twice, NWO and as Razor Ramon. I don't know if we can consider that squandered potential, but he certainly should have been a world champion. Somewhere. And whoever I'm booking is going to wind up losing to Brock. So it's just a matter of who it is. I think I have to change my mind here. I let Walter beat Brody. I don't know if I can let Walter beat Scott Hall. I would love to see prime Walter versus Brock Lesnar. But because... If we ever get a Brock Lesnar-Gunther match, I don't think it's going to be nearly what we would hope. So it kind of takes the bloom off that particular rose. So I am giving Scott Hall the win. So Brock Lesnar versus Scott Hall is going to be our consolation. Or not our consolation, our final. Iron Sheik versus Yokozuna. I got to give it to Yoko. I do. He's just my guy. Walter versus Scott Norton. I think there I will give that to Walter. So Norton versus the Iron Sheik to determine fifth place versus sixth place. I love Norton, but I think the Iron Sheik is the... No, changing my mind. Changing my mind. I'm giving it to Norton. I understand that You know, arm wrestling championships don't mean diddly squat in a pro wrestling world. But if I had to be in a bar fight and was Scott Norton's who I want at my side. So Norton's going to be fifth. Iron Sheik is sixth. I'm having Yoko beat Walter. I am. I am. I am. I am. Two monsters. Two, you know, great championship runs. Um... I think I'm having Yoko beat Walter. It is a shame that I waited. Because Walter would have had a much better run had I never met Gunther. Yoko's third, Walter's fourth, and of course Brock Lesnar wins. You know, he's breaking a sweat in some of these matches. Ace Romero, Abdullah the Butcher, Yoko Zuna. Scott Hall's the first, you know, person that weighs less than him, um, but he's got to be the winner. So Brock Lesnar is our number one, finishing out the number ones. Scott Hall, number two, finishing two spots above Kevin Nash. Yokozuna is third. Walter shall be fourth. Scott Norton joins just an incredible amount of talent in that number five slot. Iron Sheik joining, you know, a lot of Mid-South wrestlers. Bruiser Brody, yep. I'm just I'm just glancing. at, you know you got Bruder, Brutus Brutus Beefcake and Bruiser Brody and Billy Graham and Bully Ray. A lot of bees in there. Abdullah, the Butcher at eighth, along with Loch Ness. Yeah, that that's probably wrong. Bob Orton at number nine. Sean O'Hare at ten. Rizar at 11. Occam, I think, is much lower than that. Demolition Axe at 12. Axel Rotten is in there. And then we've got Shad Gaspard at 13. Giant Gonzalez joining the circus of number 14s. Ace Romero at 15. That's where Occam was. And then Johnny Grunge at 16. Johnny Grunge could wind up winning that page. There's not a lot of talent in the number 16s. (sighs) We're done, friends. We did it. It is something that we did. We made it 16 pages. I I will freely admit to not feeling great about some of the decisions I made in this episode. Uh, Part of that is due to the sheer amount of talent on this page. And part of it is due to, you know, that damn Gunther really kind of killed some of the momentum. Walter is fine at number four. You've got Miro. You've got Barry Windham. You've got Terry Gordy, Kevin Nash, Nikita Koloff, Andre. Great names. But he could have been higher. (sighs) So now... What we do is I wait a little bit for everybody to catch up. I'm now two weeks ahead. So I wait for you to catch up inner circle. And then you're going to look at these and you're going to weigh in. And I'm going to get your feedback and maybe make a couple in-between moves before we get down to making our list. I'm deleting <coughs> deleting the earlier list that we were in the process of making. That's gone. I'm deleting the original sheet we made. That's gone. All that's left is what we've done together these last few months and all that's left to do is turn this group into a list of 256 plus or minus hosses. I hope you're excited, because I'm excited too. My name is DC Matthews at The DC Matthews. Uh, the big men have all slapped meat. Now we need to make some adjustments and get them ready for the next slappity-do. I'll talk to you down the road. No, I don't like that. I don't like that exit. Talk to you down the road. That's not what I say. Uh I'll see, nope, that's the joy booking. Man, why am I so bad at endings? We have work to do. Let's say that. If you want to be a part of the work, you probably turned this off by now, but if you want to be a part of the work in getting this group adjusted so that we can do our list, you know how to find me. Talk to you soon.